Welcome to the Strut South Podcast. Today on the show, we've got Peyton Frew. He is an OG with Strut South TV. Um, today we talk about all kind of stuff. We just kind of catch up with each other, talking about hunting, what we've done so far this year. And we also talk about, you know, hunting in different locations and how it compares to here. And then the biggest thing we hit on really cool we talk about some some stats and some like analytics from gon the uh the outdoor magazine that georgia outdoor news puts on every year so it's a pretty cool episode hope you guys enjoy all right guys welcome to episode 13 we have peyton through on the line with us well i say on the line he's actually on the app with us a great app that we use anchor what's up Peyton? not much ryan what's going on oh man not a whole lot i'm just uh ready for cold temperatures and i want to do a lot more hunting than i have but um it makes it hard to go hunting with all this all this heat. I know that's right, man. It, I lose about five pounds every time I go hunting, and that's not by carrying gear. Yeah, but well, in in Georgia, you know, I mean, it's October here, so yeah. it's like ninety, it's like ninety degrees every single day. It's summer all the way up until the middle of October. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, in case anybody didn't know already, uh, Peyton is actually one of the founding fathers of Strut South TV. So, uh, we had to, we had to get him on here. It's, uh, he hadn't been on yet. And we're very, very happy that he's able to get on here. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk, um, talk about hunting and, what we got going on so far this year. Uh, I hadn't talked to you much, Peyton, about uh, what you've been doing as far as have you been hunting any, and I guess just go ahead and I guess spill the beans on it. I've probably been hunting uh, when both season come in, September the mm, 1st I don't even remember. It was well, September the 8th. I've been hunting probably four times since September the 8th. Yeah. Just being, um, I know you can't kill them unless you're in the woods, but it's just been, it's just been too hot for my, for my taste. But, uh, I've, I've been keeping, you know, this year we can feed all year round and just checking cameras and staying on top of deer movements and, uh, trying to pattern these bucks that I've got. I've got one 10 pointer behind the house. Um, he's coming out right at dark, so just really waiting for him to slip up and I really haven't got any shooters that I call shooters on camera over at the lease land yet but over there when the rut hits it's a free-for-all we could have deer show up that we've never we've never laid eyes on so um I just gotta pattern those does and keep those does in there so I can keep these uh these wild bucks coming in but other than that i haven't i've been been filming some just just trying to take it easy until 
in the middle of no middle October. Good deal. Have you seen Have you seen any deer the times you've been hunting? I've seen a bunch of does. Um, the first time I went, um, but it was behind the house. The first set I've ever sat back there or it's ever been hunted. Um, had some does come in at dark. Uh, had to sit till about eight thirty, <clears throat> past past shooting light, till it was pitch black dark outside, and so I could get down so I wouldn't spook them off. The second time. I had to get Ashley to ride the four-wheeler back there to, to run them off because they wouldn't leave. But um, yeah. Other than that, just does, nothing, no, no bucks or anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've I've um uh, I've been a little bit, maybe a little bit more than you have. Uh, if if I had to guess a number, I'd probably say I'm I've hunted maybe eight times. Um, hunted some with Philip at his place, and we. I don't. I don't know about his place right now. It's it's kind of. It's kind of weird. We haven't really seen many deer. Um, Have y'all seen that big buck coming in yet? No. Um. He. he we kind of started. We kind of quit getting pictures of him. Uh. Shortly after the season come in, he well he. It was just weird. He kind of disappeared probably a week, two weeks. Uh, yeah, about a week before the season, maybe maybe two weeks before the season. And he disappeared, and he was gone for like a week. And but and I think I really think it had something to do with him having velvet. And I really, really think. It was just his summer feeding pattern? Well, I don't know that. Maybe It may be. That's probably what it is, but I, I really think sometimes, especially those bigger bucks, they when they when they start shedding their velvet, it seems like they kind of disappear for a little bit, maybe a week or two, and then when they come back, they're completely done with velvet, you know, shedding velvet. Right. Um, that's just what I've noticed um, on the you know not not just your regular you know two, three, four-year-old bucks, but once you get the five, six-year-old or mature buck, you know, it seems like they kind of go away for a week yep. to get rid of that velvet, and then they come back. I would agree. I mean, it's like a, I guess it would be almost like a hormonal change or, or yeah, I, I don't know, but I've noticed that too, that, you know, I'll see bucks all the way up until probably the first week of September they'll disappear and then all of a sudden they'll pop back up in the middle of October. It's like they went on yeah. or something, but um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I guess what yeah. the thing is, we just don't need to get discouraged and just stay on them and, and track them down. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, we... Phillip's still he's still looking for that buck. He uh I think the last time he got a picture of him was uh September twenty sixth or something like that. And I think he's still there. He just but for some reason, I don't know, that place is kinda it's kinda weird, which this is the first year that we've actually he's he's been able to bow hunt the place. So well, it's never we really, don't really it's never actually been hunted like properly though. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Right. Well, I mean, it's never really been hunted the way we hunt it. I don't think, or well, I say we, but him, he, um, cause he's, he's really trying to figure it out. I mean, he's got his cameras up and trying to pattern all the deer. It's just, it, it seems like it's a type of property that, um, doesn't really hold that many deer during bow season or during the early season. Yeah. Um, I do know which this year it's a lot thicker of a property than it was last year at this time. Um, just because it used to be, you know, cow pastures and there hadn't been, there hadn't been cows on it for a year. So it's just grown up now and it should be a deer heaven. But, uh, but like last year, he didn't really start hunting it until basically opening weekend of gun season. And that's basically end of October. But back then, well, at that time, I mean, there was just bucks. He, he had tons of bucks, like at least five or six different bucks. Um, three or four probably shooters. But, um, but so far really no new bucks yet. Just that one that, uh, he hunted last year. Um, but um yeah other than that i i hunted another place um that i've got it's like a little 20 acre spot you know it is uh i call it the creek um i'm actually pretty i'm actually pretty i'm pretty fired up about that place this year um normally normally uh what's that i said i know it's surrounded by good property oh yeah i mean it's there's a lot of property uh, around it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I know right now I have four, four or five. No, I've got six bucks, uh, coming in. I only got one camera on the place cause it's only 20 acres. Um, but I got six bucks coming in front of the camera every day or every night. So, yeah, uh, one of them is a definite shooter. There's another one. He's, he's, he, I'm kind of on the fence with him still. I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to shoot him. Talking about the eight corner? Uh, he's a seven. Okay. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, the, uh, the one I got footage of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like a seven. Oh, he'd be down. Um, he'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put here, I put a, I put footage of him on, um, on my Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, he's, I've seen him three times now. Uh, you, you need I something, just, uh, you need something to break, break your streak. You need something to, yeah. to get you back in the game. Yeah. It's, I haven't shot a buck in, in a couple of years now. Um, since you were seven years old, mate, was it? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a year or two, but though, uh, I know, uh, he's, he's just a, he's a decent buck, man. My hope is if he doesn't die this year, that he'll be back next year and he'll be a, he'll be a pretty good deer next year. Uh, He'll be a stud, but, um, I got another deer that, um, man, he is just, I mean, he is a tank. He's, he's another, it's another seven pointer. But he is, I mean, he doesn't have the biggest rack in the world. I mean, he might, he might be 110 inches, maybe, maybe. Now, I'm going to say, yeah, he, he might be 110 inches, but 
he's he's got to be a eight nine year old buck. He is just massive. I mean, he's one of the biggest deer I've ever seen body wise, and uh, he'll definitely be a shooter if he if I see him. Like you know, there will be there will be no hesitation. Well, let's just hope you don't have any neighbors hunting with buck muscle or anything like that. Yeah, I've had that problem before too. <laughs> Good old buck muscle. But um, nah, yeah. we use buck muscle though. Buck muscle's good stuff, but uh, I do believe buck muscle played a part. Yeah, just gotta, stop. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, you gotta, you just gotta stay on your grind and get after him. That's right, every day. Every day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, as you. I don't know if y'all know, but everybody that's listening, hopefully that everybody will listen. It may just be one person. I don't know, but um, I, it I, it don't matter. As long as there's one, that's the one person that may have learned or not learned or at least heard us. I don't know if they're gonna learn anything <laughs> from this podcast or not. Uh, <laughs> let me just tell you about myself. Justin and Ryan are probably more of the two best turkey hunters i've ever met ryan and justin are but thank you sir i'm more of a i'm (laughs) as you know i'm more of a deer person i've ever since i was 15 years old i mean uh it's just watching i remember watching monster bucks or real tree outdoors on tnn and uh when we was kids and uh the drury brothers and then you had toxie hayes and mossy oak and tom miranda on espn and back then you didn't have Lee and Tiffany or I mean if they were around we didn't know about them but um and you know we we kind of grew together that way and you know being you Ryan we're cousins so we used to sit at your house and watch Ian Fisherman VCR tapes and deer hunting VCR oh tapes yeah and, you know that's how, that, that's how we grew up so um every everything I've learned is has been absorbed through either internet tv or trial and error um but that's that's the point of of strut south really is um you know we started back in high school i graduated in 2004 but we me and justin our parents got us uh, video cameras for christmas and uh we had a thing back then called pine mountain outdoors and it was some of the craziest stupidest funniest stuff you'll ever see um but that's that's where we started and and we've just been filming deer hunts ever since filming deer and turkey hunts ever since high school and when i graduated high school i was lucky enough to get a job working as a cameraman for chuck sykes on the management advantage and now he's over the alabama department of natural resources and they still have the management advantage but i've learned more from people like him and your brother Chris and uh, Chris Godfrey and and Glenn um, and Michael Pitts and and we've learned a lot from each other just by going over data and that we've collected and I'm gonna tell you something we're not sponsored by nobody we get money from no one everything that we buy comes out of pocket and some of the best stuff that I've seen so far and I'm a real tree die hard fan you can ask Ryan. Everything I got is real tree. I mean, the hunting industry to me was built on real trees back. But the Drury brothers, they are kicking it, man. They are 
this show 13 they've got this new app they've got deer caster i think that's the name of it yeah it is it is just it's information that we sh- we would have had back in the day that you know probably could have saved us a, a ton of time yeah but just resources at, at the hunter's fingertips like that in this day and era it's just for one it's it's a blessing but let me ask you this ryan do you think it's making hunters lazy um you know i don't i don't know it it might be um just because nowadays people all you got to do now is post a question on facebook or instagram or anywhere and you're it might whether it's the right answer or wrong answer you're going to get an answer and i I don't know the only thing it might make some people notice a little bit less when they're in the woods maybe i don't know but I don't know if it makes people more lazy. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my thing with the the new baiting law. Um, I mean, you've talked about that a lot. Yeah, I just the, I, I love I love that we can hunt over bait now. It, to me, it makes so much sense. Now, I mean, the reason I love it so much is because. <clears throat> Before, if if you're not familiar, if anybody's not familiar with Georgia, for about the last what seven eight years or so, yeah, it was only legal to hunt over supplemental bait or supplemental feed. I guess is what they call it. It was only legal to hunt over it in the southern part of the state, and the northern part of the state it was illegal. And we live like five miles from the southern part of the state, right? the line yeah and uh that was my only thing was i mean i i i really didn't care if it's legal or if it's illegal but it just didn't make sense for it to be split like that but um but yeah i my only fear is now that it is legal virtually across the entire state there's still some parts that you can't hunt like public land and i think there's some of those then they moved, they, they couldn't legalize it for the whole state. Right. So what they done was they just moved the boundary right, right. to the Chattahoochee State National Park. I think it's like, like I want, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really looked at the map in, in detail, but it, I want to say some of those places around Atlanta. Well, no, you can. I think, I think you can hunt over bait up there, but, uh, but yeah, I, anyway, the only, the only fear that I have about, it being legal now is I don't want that to make people lazy because I mean, all you got to do is go put out a bag of corn and you're going to see a deer, you know? I mean, it's almost, unless you're doing something completely wrong and you're hunting the wind completely wrong and you spook deer all the time. If you're not doing that, I mean, you're you're going to see a deer. You're gonna see at least a doe. If you hunt three times, you're gonna see a deer once. Yeah. Um. And and if you're 
Which it is, it is like this in some places in Georgia, but if you're hunting in, you know, just your regular old woods that you can go to just right down the road from your house and it ain't fully like managed and you can't, you, you don't have the resources to keep it, you know, manicured for deer. It, it's, it's really hard to see deer. I don't, I don't think, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, cause you can go, there's been times I've been a whole week and not seen a single deer. And, and I mean, I'm sure there's other places like that in other states. I mean, and that, that has a lot to do with everything. It's got a lot to do with the way you're hunting it, but it also has to do with, is there deer on that property? So, but I'm, 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 what I, what I think would cure that is I think the state needs to look at revamping the, uh, the bag <clears throat> limits to be honest. Yeah. I think 10 is too many. Um, I think, I think, um, I think the rifle season needs to be shorter. Uh, I think the bow season needs to definitely be longer. Um, and, and possibly, I know it's like this on some parts of the state where they have doe days. Um, I think that would help out tremendously. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it's, to be honest, like, like you and Josh talked about and, um, the guest you had on last last episode um i'm in agreement with you i definitely think georgia's a sleeper state and the reason being is because one of our buddies wayne shot shot that 190 inch deer yeah um they're growing deer like crazy in harris county uh that's some of your big farms um you've got real tree farms there and then you've got um foxworthy's place and then then in merriweather county they've got a bunch of, of farms up there from some of these ball players and, and, um, stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the tri-county area that we live in, Troop, Harris and Merriweather, uh, is, is pretty daggone good because we're not, Troop and Harris and Merriweather are not agriculture, uh, based counties by no means. If anything, our agriculture would be pine trees. That's right. Uh, um, we have a lot of pine farms um, a lot of pine stands here Uh, we have we've got some major pockets of of hardwoods but um, it's it's few and far between so when you find a a good stand of hardwoods you better take advantage of it especially if they're dropping acres yeah yeah I, I do I do think that Georgia is on the up and up um yeah I mean, there's been a lot of deer killed. Um, actually, before we go into talking about that, I, I was going to ask you something earlier. You okay. you were talking about um, you were seeing deer, and you had to like <clears throat> you had to get your your wife Ashley. You had to get her to come on forward to kind of run them off. I wanted this. I, I was the other night I was hunting and now I don't know somebody out there. If y'all know or Peyton, if you know, tell me, is it 
shining deer is only illegal when you're going to shoot them. Is that correct? Uh, I don't. I think they've got a law that says uh, harassing the wildlife, and um, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but you know that'd be a good person to have on the podcast. Be like Brent Rayley. Yeah, he's our <clears throat> he's our local game warden, and he's probably one of the best guys that I know. But um, I think there is a law for harassing wildlife. Um, but I, and thanks, Ryan, because I just incriminated myself. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. I might be incriminating myself here, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. That that place that I have at the creek, the the hardest thing about hunting that place, and I think over the years, and I, I told you I was so excited about it this year, and that's because I'm starting to get some deer in there, and it's always been a really hard place to hunt because it's only 20 acres. the 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 woods that you hunt is at the bottom of about a 10 acre pasture. So really only eight, maybe eight acres or 10 acres of it is huntable. And the rest is just pasture, which you could hunt the pasture too, but the owner's house is in that pasture. But that's been the hardest thing about hunting that place is it doesn't matter if you go in there an hour, 30 minutes, hour and a half before daylight, you're going to spook deer. Deer, they are always in that bottom. Um, and if you, if you get out 30 minutes after dark, an hour after dark, doesn't matter what time, there's going to be a deer somewhere and it's going to hear you, see you, whatever. And I really think that's kind of why we haven't had a whole lot of success in that, at that place in the last two or three years. It's just tough to not spook them. But, the other night I had, and I'm even, I'm even thinking about moving my stand out into the pasture and getting it out of those woods. But <clears throat> the other night I had two bucks come in and they came in behind me and I just kind of sat there and watched them till it got dark. And then a doe come out and all three of them were like 20 yards behind my tree eating acorns. And uh, speaking of that, I had corn on the ground. I can say that because it's legal now. <laughs> and I would have, I would have buck muscle out, but I ain't got, I ain't got no feeder at that place. And I'm going to, that's going to change. But, um, you better not tell your brother. I had corn on the ground. <laughs> I had corn on the ground and they didn't care. They really, really wanted them acorns. They didn't, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't care in the world about that corn, but, um, they came in, it got dark on me. I sat there, sat there and sat there and like it was pitch black dark and I knew they were still there and I did not want them to see me climbing out of that tree. So what I did was I I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I took my flashlight. I turned on that green. I got, I got the green light on my light. And people say they can't see it, but they can. Um, Which, well, they know, they knew something was being illuminated. And I clicked it on it and I started shining, make sure I could see them. And they looked at it, looked at it, looked at it. And then I turned it on normal light, you know, and I got it as bright as it would go. 
and they just kind of stared at me, and then they finally just eased off in the woods, and then, I mean, they were just kind of like, eh, what's that? Okay, well, I'm just going to walk in the woods right here. Right. And as soon as they disappeared, I got out of there as fast as I could. Um, but I really I really do want to know if that's... I've uh, got it right here if you want me to read it to you. Yeah. All right, this is OCGA 27-1-30. This was 2010's update. So it says, except as otherwise provided by law or regulation, it shall be unlawful to disturb, mutilate, or destroy the dens, holes, or homes of any wildlife and to blind wildlife with lights or to use explosives, chemicals, or electrical mechanical devices. So I, I'll, I'll just go ahead and admit to um, having my wife done that. So if, if Brent listens to this, it was my wife, not me. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I guess in that case, I don't. I don't think I would be in the wrong. I don't think. So, if, so, so what that, you're saying is Michelle could, done that, Michelle? Michelle. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wasn't. But that was the thing. I wasn't blinding the deer. Yeah. And it says you can't blind them, I think, but I wasn't blinding. Them. I think you got to have I was, malicious intent. Right. So, right. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That that was way off of way off track. Um, <laughs> and just in case y'all are wondering why we're still talking about that, uh, <clears throat> but we'll uh, I guess we'll get back into talking about deer and hunting deer instead of shining deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I, I really think Georgia's Georgia's coming up, man. They, which uh, it's just like Josh said, uh, Josh Carney. I did a podcast with him, and it, made, it makes complete sense. I think deer are going to start showing up more, you know, in the books, and you're going to have more people. Well, it's already happened. Um, I mean, it's happened. Yeah, happened it's already happening. Yeah, um, um, people are seeing seeing more and and bigger deer. Um, yeah, as you can tell by GON and all the Facebook posts and stuff like this, people are are shooting some giants. Yeah, especially in the especially on the northern end where before it was illegal for yeah. bait, but now it is. So yeah. I think it's just going to be it's it's just good. I think it's really good. And I mean, you just there's so many people killing these big, huge bucks now. I mean, Jeff Foxworth just shot a giant. A couple of days ago, yeah. Um, which he was in Harris County. He was that's Harris County. That's a county right below us. Right. Um, and I think it's been that way. I mean, there's there's huge deer. Like I hunted, I was hunting deer a couple of years ago. He ended up getting shot, and he was he scored 180. And then you got these folks. There's um the guy that uh, that guy that that runs the 4S draw. He he found. One of his uh, customers had some sheds, found some sheds on their property. It was a mainframe eight-pointer. He was actually like a 12 or 13-pointer with all his kickers, but he was just a mainframe eight. Mm. And he scored, they scored the sheds, and it was 180-something inches. Um, And they're down in Taylor County, right? Yeah, that's right. 
but yeah, there's there's big deer uh, all over Georgia. Um, but, but you know, I, I heard there's something that you always bring up in in your other podcasts, and you know, me and you and Justin had the had the uh, chance to go to Missouri and hunt, and um, I can honestly say, from my personal opinion, I think it's harder to hunt the South than it is the out there because here. I don't know if it's because of pressure. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but you know, I was filming Justin, and we was on the edge of a CRP field, and we was on, uh, sitting in a um, hardwood ridge, and we had that buck come in that Justin grunted in because it was like right there before the rut, the end mm-hmm. of October, and uh, it, and that buck come in like he had no worry in the world, like nothing could bother him, and yeah, and. You know, if that happens here, the first thing the deer's going to do when they come out is look up. Look, there. I mean, it's like, you know, they. Uh, it's hard to explain the the attitudes, the the demeanors, the. I guess I, I guess it goes down to genetic makeup of the deer. It's just these deer down here don't play no games. You know, you got to be on your p's and q's to shoot a big buck here. Yeah, well, it's, it, I think the thing about that is. is kind of what you mentioned before, you know, with the seasons, the way the rules and the regulations are, deer here have a lot more fear of death than uh, <laughs> and they should. up there. And I mean, when you got, when you got, when you got a dude out there every single day for three and a half months straight with a rifle that'll shoot you from a thousand yards away. I mean, and of course the deer don't, they don't know what a rifle is, but they know that something really loud <laughs> and something that's really painful could probably kill them they're if they step out. They're associating that behavior to danger. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's, um, and, and like when we hunted in Missouri that day, that day you, you filmed me, you were, you were running the camera for me. We had that little, what was it, little four-pointer or six-pointer come yeah. in on us? Yeah, it made me right, sick, I mean, it, it made me and sick he, because the, as soon as we left, what's his name, kills that, kills that yeah. monster deer. But, yeah. Yeah, like like a week later. <laughs> yeah. I told Justin that. I told Justin that the podcast that Justin was in last, I t- he said something about that deer, and I told him, he's like, yeah, the next year he shot it. I was like, no, he shot that deer the same year. Yeah, it was like right after that we left. were there. It was like a like a week after we left up there, and he's like, "I don't know, no." no. <laughs> but you, he didn't but you want know to believe deer, it. That deer that we we rattled in, he come right up under the deer stand. Like, yeah, well, it was it was unbelievable. Well, the the deer that the deer that come in on me and you, he he came, he walked right at the base of our tree. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And he I mean he basically he was basically licking the steps on the stand on the tree that we climbed up on. And then he stood there and then he found he walked behind us and uh didn't he like go behind us and bed down or something? Yeah, yeah it was it was unbelievable. And I mean and of course, I mean the one thing I'll say and which some other people might might say, well, those sound like younger deer, which they were, and I know yeah, younger deer, they're not going to, of course, they're not going to be as cautious. I mean, a mature, more mature buck probably would have acted a little bit differently, but 
now, I mean, but you take that same four-pointer or whatever it was <laughs> up there, and you find a four-pointer down here, if that joker walks to the bottom of your stand, he's going to be trying to take – he's going to be trying to unscrew your steps out of your tree he's gonna, he's so gonna, you can't climb down. He knows you up there. He's going to mule kick four pigeons or four doves trying to get out of there. <laughs> He's going, yeah, like he's going to look up there at you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I think it, I think that has a lot to do with, um, with pressure. I mean, every, yeah, I mean, everything here is just so thick and that's, that's yeah. what makes it hard. I mean, not saying that it can't be done. I mean, clearly there's, there's just as there's the same size deer here that there are in Iowa. Probably not quite as many, but I mean you. Even in Iowa, shooting a two hundred inch deer is very rare. Yeah. Um, but it's also very rare here in Georgia. Shooting shooting a hundred and ninety inch deer is still hard to do, in Iowa or Missouri. Um, it's just. The thing about down here is it's just so much harder to pinpoint where the deer are because there's so much cover. Yeah, cover um, equals security. That's right. Um, we were before we started this podcast, <clears throat> we were talking, and you were you you actually this is I'm actually kind of interested in this. You were talking about some like some statistics from the GON and for everybody yeah. listening, that's Georgia, Georgia outdoor network news. It, news that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, there goes uh, that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but it, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> I sound like Justin. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They, uh, They've got they've got some pretty interesting stats on there. Um, yeah. What was the first now, one? Go ahead. Now I'll give you a little brief of what I read. Um, the GON, the Georgia Outdoor News, is um, is I think Alabama's got one called AON, and I don't know how far out it goes, but they do a truck buck contest every year, and they they gather data off of their. Um, off of these entries and you know i don't know how i don't know if it's 100 percent accurate but uh because you, you know it's, it's you can have some people just guessing because they didn't check the weather real good or or whatever but um it, out of 250 entries i think it was for last year um the time of day the um 43 percent of those deer out of those 250 were killed from daylight to 9 a.m. Uh, 34% of those deer were killed from 3.31 till dark. And, you know, when the rut comes and stuff like that, you know, we want to hunt in the midday or hunt all day or something like that. But out of these 250 deer that were entered, from 11.01 to 1.30 in the afternoon, 1.6% of those deer were killed. Hmm. So, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it's concrete data, but out of those 250 bucks, that's what they accrued. Yeah. Now, uh, 
before you before you go on to a, another statistic or if that's what you're about to do, I, I want to kind of hit on that. Um, okay. I think to me that makes a lot of sense. Like, I would like to know though, which I'm sure this they don't have it on there, but it would be interesting to know how many of those 250 hunted mostly in the morning time. Right. And you know, you know what would be a, a bit, also be a good question is I'm not a big fan of the, of the moon phase. I've never really had any luck trying to, um, trying to figure it out, but I wonder if they could correlate that, those entries to a moon phase. That way you could try to try to see how accurate it would be. Well, here we go right here about to about to give a plug which we're not sponsored by but i'm gonna throw a plug in there anyway what you could do if if there if that information is available if you can look on there and see all 250 all 250 entries and it tells you the date if it told you the date of each kill yeah you could go to wonderground.com that's w-u-n-d-e-r underground with a w at the front and you can go on there and you can go back to any date in history they have an archive mm-hmm. don't they? yeah you can go back to any date and you can look at what the weather was it'll tell you what the moon well i don't know if it does do the moon but it tells you everything it tells you what the what the temperature was the wind the barometric pressure it tells you everything about weather for that day so right. that would be one way to figure that out <clears throat> um but i was i think i do think that it does make sense to me because from what i've noticed it seems like i do see a lot more rutting activity now this is of course during the rut you know pretty much the whole month of november for the state of georgia you pretty much got to hunt the whole month of november if you want to hunt a rut because it could happen at any time during that month but that's when i've seen the most rutting activity was you know in the morning time basically within that first hour and and I don't know, and another thing, I don't know what it is about 8 o'clock in the morning. But to, for me, it seemed like a lot of times I would hunt and it would kind of be dead. You know, usually it gets daylight at like basically like 6 o'clock. And this is, you know, after yeah. a time change, 6 o'clock is daylight. And then 7 o'clock. And then eight o'clock, but for some reason, eight o'clock to me seemed like like a like that magical number. It's almost like they call it the power hour, like that last hour of daylight. And I've seen a lot of deer around that eight o'clock window in the morning time, especially during the rut. Well, you know that my buck that I killed last year, I killed it probably around nine thirty or ten. Yeah, and that was November. And then you just had Justin shoot his buck. That was he shot. I mean, I wasn't in the deer stand. We got in a little late that morning, but I hadn't been in the deer stand probably thirty minutes. 
and he shot. So that that'll probably put it at. I don't know what time we got in there. It was it, it was a little <clears throat> bit after daylight, but um, yeah, I mean, so and, and and to be honest with you, I don't start hunting mornings until the end, towards the end of October. Yeah. So. Um. Now I I I do I am kind of surprised that only that many that what was thirty something percent. I'm surprised that that's all that was killed in the evening time. 34%. Yeah, because, I mean, usually that last 30 minutes of daylight, that's usually the best time. the best. Yeah. That is kind of surprising. Uh, But on the the other hand, you know, going to the weather conditions, they said that – now, this is out of the 250 deer. 56% of the deer were killed on clear with no clear weather with no conditions. So, Bluebird Day, um, and 92%, that's 230 deer that were killed with no wind to a slight wind. So, a slight wind would probably be up to at least five mile an hour. Yeah. You said 92%? 92%. That's 230 deer. Man. That to me, that actually does make a lot of sense. I mean, now for it to be that high, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say that with it being ninety ninety two percent, I'm gonna say thirty percent of those guys or who or or gals. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say. I mean, and I might be wrong, but you you got to know some of those some of those entries. They just took a guess at what the wind yeah. was, but, yeah. um, but that does make sense to me because the wind typically, I mean, now when you get into, you know, middle of the day, um, it's going to be windy a little bit, but actually it even makes more sense when you think about the the amount of deer that they say we're killed in the morning time because usually right after daylight, the wind ain't blowing. No, it's calm. Unless we've had a storm. Yeah. So that does make a lot of sense. And, and I mean, and and I agree with, I I, I agree with a lot of things that, uh, that, you know, the juries talk about and they, they've always said that, you know, if the wind's blowing a little bit more, it's actually better for the deer. The deer like it a little bit more. Yeah. But that may be different for, you know, hunting in Georgia than in Iowa where they're hunting. Because, well, up there, I mean, the wind the wind blows a lot more up there than it does here. But it's a lot flatter up there, too, though, right? <clears throat> right, right. I mean, they've got the terrain for more wind. So, see, it would they, make sense. Also- also, they have a flat terrain, which gives them a constant direction of wind. Here, like, it'll swirl on me in a minute if I'm hunting the bottom or, or off the side of a ridge. Our, that, our, terrain, our terrain gives us a major disadvantage of, you know, wind direction. Yeah. Now, I will, I will say this. I, I, did listen to a, um, I did listen to a podcast with Mark Drury in it, I cannot remember for the life of me 
on what podcast channel it was on. Was it on 100% Wild? I don't, it may have been, but I mean, he's been on so many podcasts, I'm not sure. But he was asked a question about that, specifically about the wind and about swirling wind. And and I've always been, I've actually always been kind of this under the same assumption that, you know, up there the wind doesn't really swirl like it does here. But he, they asked him about wind and how he, it was, it was something about how he hunts wind and all that stuff. And he explained what he does when he goes about hunting the wind. He'll go and he'll check a spot and he'll, he'll wind check a, 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 like say he finds a spot and he wants to put his deer stand in, he'll go in and he'll wind check it like a year ahead of time before he even puts a stand up. And uh, what he'll do is he'll wind check it with by you know the leaves that are on the trees and he'll just go there and see what the dominant wind is and he'll check it. And then after that, you know, he'll check it with actual like wind yeah. indicator. And he was, he was talking about, you know, if you, depending on where you're at and, and of course, depending on how the terrain is, you know, it basically what I'm getting at is he said, you know, that it, it does swirl. There are some spots, you know, that, you know, the wind does swirl. So, yeah. I mean, I, I have always thought that it doesn't really swirl like that up there, but yeah. According to him, it, it does swirl. And here's another statistic. Temperature. 60 bucks were killed. 60 or 61 bucks were killed at 60 degrees. 55 bucks were killed at 50 degrees. And 57 bucks were killed at 40 degrees. Temperature. So the majority of the bucks are, let's just say, 10, 6, Roughly more than half of the deer were killed between 60 and 40 and 60 degrees. Hmm. Oh, here's, nice. here's another good fact. 82% of the deer have never been seen before. They have no pictures, no recollection of them. They've never seen them before. And so 82, 82% of the deer were have never been seen. They were shot. They were shot the first time they saw it. Hmm. So, the one thing that tells me is they were probably hunting. Most of those deer got killed first week, second week of October. I mean November. I'm sorry, because even in November it's not really that cold yet. You know, no. November, middle of the day. You're looking at a high of, you know, somewhere in the 70s, maybe. Maybe if you get a good day, the high is going to be in the 50s or low 60s. Yeah. Um, so that I would think to me, that tells me most of those deer were killed in first, second week of November during yeah. the rut. During the rut, because 82% of them were new deer that they'd never seen before. And that's pretty much the one time you're going to start or it could have been you know end of october 
because the end of October is usually a really good time to see new bucks. So sure. that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Um, and I'll give you I'll give you um uh, two more, well one more statistic and two more dates. Um, the buck behavior was while these deer were killed. Um, forty six percent were killed with a scrape in the vicinity. Fifty three percent were killed with a rub in the vicinity, and forty one percent of them were chasing. So, a majority of the deer were killed, like you said, in November. Um, and speaking of that, GON puts out a, a pre rut map every year, over out of data collected from hunters and these these truck buck entries. For Troop County, they're saying the, the pre-rut will be late November. But if you go to the Georgia DNR website, this is and, – and for people listening that aren't for Georgia, from Georgia, this is why it's – you know, you can't really pinpoint a day to take off from work to hunt the rut in Georgia because the DNR website, Georgia DNR rut map, says it's going to be from – the peak rut will be from the 10th of November – to the 16th of November for Troop County. But GON saying it's going to be late November. Late so, late November. Wait, what did you say? You said who, who else had it? GON has got our pre-rut at late November. Okay. And, and Georgia Department of Natural Resources has our, our, our peak rut between the 10th and the 16th of November. All right. One second on that. I think, I mean, I know it's like you said, they're they're taking data from everything, but I think they're going off of the full moon. Yeah. Because the full moon for November is November 22nd. And you said November 10th. So the 16th. November 10th. All right. So November the 7th is... Um, new moon right and 10th through the 16th is basically I guess you call it waxing moon I guess yeah um, let's see this This is I'll read you this paragraph from the DNR website it says researchers at the University of Georgia and biologists biologic whatever uh, with the wildlife resource division found a strong correlation between peak deer vehicle collision time frames deer conception dates, and the hourly movement rates of deer tracked by GPS collars. Um, that's how they get their dates. Hmm. Okay. See, I, I've, I'm kind of like you are, though. <clears throat> I've never been a huge believer in the moon. Now, me growing up hunting, what I've always heard, and you too, Peyton, you've always heard it, I've heard it. Everybody we hunt with has heard it. When the moon's full, uh, there ain't no point in hunting in the evenings with full moon because deer ain't going to come out till it gets dark because it's a full moon because they can see better at dark with a full moon. Um, But over the years, I started noticing Deer always come out right at dark. Yeah. Whether it's a full moon, whether it's no moon. And it wasn't until recently 
in like maybe the last two or three years, I've really started trying to figure out if deer really did move according to what the moon was. And I mean, I know some people, there's, there's some folks out there that, that swear by it and like they, like that's the only tool they use to determine if they're going to hunt and, and they have success. But I, from, from everything that I have noticed, I just, I cannot see any relation to deer movement and the moon. I just, I, I don't see it because I see deer, I see deer when there ain't no moon. I see there, I see deer when the moon's like those days during that that week or two weeks during the month where you got the moon coming up and it's yeah. still daylight or you got the moon setting and it's still daylight. I've looked at all that, looked at full moon, looked at the moon rising during the day, the moon, the, the moon rising or falling during the daytime. No moon. I mean, I've looked at, I've, and I've, I've either seen deer or not seen deer on both, on both sides. So, <laughs> You know what? I just wish, I wish, instead of going to Texas, I wish Mark Drury and Terry would buy a humongous chunk of land in Georgia somewhere. <laughs> that way they can put these tactics to use that they have. Yeah, I I think if they did. I will start a GoFundMe page for them to do that. <laughs> I think if they did, they would probably kill some deer. And some good ones, yeah. Uh, I, because I mean, I, I, whether they're hunting, I know we were kind of, you know, we we talked about, you know, it's it's harder to hunt here in the south than it is in the Midwest, and I I agree with that to an extent, but I mean, you better agree with it wholeheartedly. I I think, I think if they hunted down here the way that they hunted up there, they would probably, they'd probably put us to shame. <laughs> the juries would, I know just because, especially the Mark jury, because that joker, man, he, he goes, no, that dude, it, and I know we, <laughs> I know we sound like a bunch of fanboys right now, but, but this is the only way we learn. If don't none of y'all, if if none of y'all have ever looked into Jury Outdoors, if y'all haven't seen or heard about Mark Jury and Terry Jury too, they both kill a lot of. They see a lot of deer. They they. I mean they. That's all they do. Three hundred sixty five days a year is work on but, deer. But let's be honest. The, you know the whole the, the whole reason behind this podcast becoming to fruition. Is because me and you are big fans of the hundred percent wild and the and the, oh, yeah. um, the other one. What's wired the other to one? hunt? Wired to hunt. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean that's and it's like, yeah. That's kind of so, really what I mean. The first podcast I started listening to was Wired to Hunt, and that was kind of the big one and really about the only one around. You know, three, four, or five years ago, maybe I think right at four years ago is when they started. Yeah. And that one is still, to me, I think that one's like the biggest one. And then the 
Drury Outdoors come out with theirs, and it's the hundred percent, one hundred percent wild podcast. And yeah, I mean, not I, I listen to them. But yeah, not ninety nine, not 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 just one, not like every day, but <laughs> yeah, it, uh, they they. If y'all haven't, if y'all, ha- I mean, that's what that's what I was gonna say. If that's what got, that's what made me want to start this podcast, and talking to Peyton and talking to Justin, and I was finally like, look, we're gonna we're gonna do it. And uh, <clears throat> but if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't seen the stuff that Jury Outdoors is doing at Killing Deer, y'all need to check them out because to me. Mark Drury, there ain't nobody, nobody's even coming close to him. That joker's killing four or five bucks a year that are all booners. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody else that's killing five Boone and Crockett bucks a year. I think Lee, I think Lee is pretty close. Yeah. But he he, he doesn't hunt out of state whitetail like Mark does. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything uh is there anything else on there that uh kind of grabs your attention on that uh, stat thing? Not really. Um like I said, it's only on 250 deer and plus it's um you know like 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 we talked about it could be that people really wasn't paying attention to the weather or or anything like that. They could have just been like guessing or uh nothing nothing's concrete. You know, nothing's I figure when when I when I look at data, it has to be exact. It has to have, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it just you have to have um, something to base it off of, not just not just 250 separate entries. Yeah, you know, now with you saying that, I I just I don't understand. I don't understand why to me the biggest thing that bothers me is why can we not figure out this this moon deal with deer? I really wish we could figure it out. And I don't know what it's gonna take for <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna take for us to figure it out. And and there's gonna be people and, and I'm sure and y'all can, you know, send us messages, do whatever, like tell us what if you we, see. Please, please don't hate on us for this. This is just our opinion. This is just our view. Yeah. Now, everything to me, every, we learn from each other. And you know, the minute we start bashing hunters or bashing each other, it's just you know, it it, it it's hateful towards the hunting community because for one, the hunting numbers are dropping drastically. I just looked at the at the the license from last year to this year, and you know when you start bashing on people just because of their opinion, it, it, it takes, it takes the fun out of hunting. And just like me and you, Ryan, we're not going to push our opinion on somebody now. Now, somebody has some, some advice or, or anything that we can learn from because we're all learning. So, I mean, if, even if people do leave us comments, just please bear in mind that we're, we're still learning. I'm 32 years old and I've been hunting, since I was 15 and I don't know everything. So if there's something that you could tell us or a question that you can ask us, uh, feel free because, you know, we're, we're still learning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we want to, 
that's what I want people to get out of this podcast. I mean, I want people to learn something if they can learn anything from us. I mean, yeah, right now we're just rambling. Yeah, by. we're just kind of talking <laughs> and trying to give some give a, give some folks some content to listen to, and so they can talk yeah. about us and make fun of us. But uh, yeah, I mean, if y'all, I mean, if y'all get anything out of this, then if only one person gets something out of this, then I feel like I've accomplished what I what I set out to do. But just remember, before you post a comment, just remember WWJD. So, right. What would Justin do? Yeah. Um, I know Josh. Josh Carney would say Justin would miss, but yeah, yeah. I will tell you what that just gets me. Justin, I love him to death like a brother, but that just gets me in more trouble. Or, or gets me hooked on more gimmicks than anybody I ever seen. <laughs> How so? How so? Yeah. All right. Scent crusher comes out, right? <laughs> All right. Oh man, you gotta have a scent crusher. You gotta have a scent crusher, man. This is the best thing since sliced bread. All right. So I got a scent crusher. I enjoy it. I think it works. <clears throat> All right. He calls me up the other day. Hey, man, you won't believe this. And and I've been contemplating this forever, but I just hadn't pulled the trigger on it because it's it's a car payment but um he says hey man you gotta check this out dude he said ozonics has got a good sale going on he said you might want to look at it so i get ozonics so i mean you know what that joker i tell you what he just (laughs) i love him to death (laughs) (laughs) but anything any and and I mean, it's anything. I, I'll try. I mean, the thing is, here. Let me put it like this: if I have, if I can try to save people money from not getting it, I'll do it. There you go. So now, don't now don't send me uh, some requests for no ten thousand dollar redneck blind or 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 anything like that. Because I, your brother, I'm a I'm a fireman. I don't make that much money. So, but uh, I'll try. But <laughs> there you now, go. If, if, if people from Redneck Blinds are listening and they want to send us some, then you know, all by all means, you know, we'll we'll test them and put a video on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Hey, our our sponsorship <laughs> book, our our sponsorship book is wide open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's probably gonna be wide open next year too. Yes, yeah, they're gonna get on here and listen to this podcast. Yeah, right. These idiots, man. <laughs> uh, I tell but, you what, you know, though, we enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I, I, that's that's all I want people to get out of this pod. I mean, that's I, I just want people to be able to listen to this, and I, I want people to, as they're listening to it, to think, oh, these guys are just like me. You know, I just we don't we're we do it. We do it. You know, normal, just like everybody else. I mean, we because yeah. we go to work. We get up every morning. We go to work, and then when we get off, we either come home and spend time with the family, or we go hunting. And we get to yeah. hunt. We get to hunt hard on the weekends. And uh, so, and that's, well, I got the whole end of I got the whole end of October and the first half of November off. So. Um, Hopefully, and Ashley knows. She knows. Ever so, we've been married next year will be ten years, and she knows 
when the end of October, it's usually after Lance's birthday, which is the 14th. So anything after Lance's birthday to the end of November, don't ask me. Don't ask me. I love you, and I'll I'll do anything I can, but don't ask me. I tell you this. Um... Hopefully, hopefully my wife ain't in the next room where she can hear me. But uh, no, my wife, I love her to death. Me and her, we've been married for, gosh, how long we've been married for now? Four years. Yeah, and uh, that was a fun wedding. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. We uh, got married on mountaintop. So uh, did. But uh, with one bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of. I still got that picture. They let us down on that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we, me and my wife, I've we've been we've been together for over ten years now, and you know we did the normal thing, you know, where you you kind of break up, and you get back together, just like a lot of people do. And I remember, around yeah, one time it did. <laughs> <laughs> one one time or another it, it had something to do with hunting uh <laughs> uh yeah now we i i think i yeah i broke up with her one time just because she was tired of me going hunting and uh <laughs> and it's it sounds cliche but i remember i told her <laughs> i said <laughs> Um, I was hunting a long time before I knew you. <laughs> and I mean, you better hope she don't hear you. Yeah, she I know she remembers it, so it doesn't matter. But uh but no, she's eh, she's great though. She she don't she she don't hardly ever hinder me from going hunting. You know, I mean it's it's really not a problem at all. Normally if I tell her I'm going hunting, she's she's all for it. But yeah. uh, I think that's because, you know, she knows if I kill a deer, we ain't going to have to buy no hamburger meat. Oh, yeah. It sure is yummy. But uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, yeah. I'll uh, throw out some updates. Everybody, y'all can uh, y'all check us out on Facebook. We're on Instagram, uh, YouTube. We're even on Twitter. We've, we've mentioned that before. Peyton kind of. Peyton kind of handles the Twitter. Me and uh, yeah, me and Justin get, and the rest of the so guys if, don't. If, if somebody sees uh, our Twitter feed, if they see a Game of Thrones thing pop up every now and then, it's because I, I forget and I, I look at Game <laughs> of Thrones on our on our uh, Twitter feed. On the, to swap it over. Like a video on YouTube, and then it struts out <laughs> yeah. TV, just like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, another plug. HBO called me. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ryan, I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate we, me, and Justin have talked, and Phil, and Phyllis, and Chase, and Alex, and Phyllis. you know, you've taken, you've, you've, uh, <laughs> you've, you've taken this bull by the horns, and and you've done so good with it, and you know, we, and two years ago, three was it? It's been almost five years ago that you come on with us, like to help us all the time, but yeah. Um, and you've taken this thing and you've ran with it, and we're just amazed and and pleased and and Joe just so ecstatic about you doing this because we always before you started doing it we was like no nah, he ain't gonna do it and he ain't gonna do it, but then when you done it when you started the podcast and you just took off with it and um, it's it's probably 
it's probably reached more people in in the 13 episodes in our Facebook page and our YouTube channel combined. And uh, we just, I just, me personally, I just want to say thank you for that. Well, I appreciate but, uh, that. And and I know for everybody listening, we're. I'm just going to tell you, we're not we're not a big production. We just goof around. We do the best we can with what we have, and um, it's just a blessing to see. I don't know how many Facebook followers we got, but it's just a blessing to see us over a thousand to us because. Um, you know, something we've always wanted to do since we was kids. We've always wanted to be the, be where the the Bill Jordans and the Mark Juries and the Toxie Hayes, even even without the money. We just, you know, we we strive to to help the, the hunting community in any way we can. We're not big at all. We we go to the to the NWTF and you know do what we can to look at new stuff and tell people about it. But you know, um, and I think me. Was it me and you and Justin talking today? Um, we're gonna start trying to put a episode a day or episode a week on on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think I think if we can start, um, especially when the rut gets closer, maybe looking at um, doing some some videos, some updates of our area. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, and put it out to the viewers. Anything that y'all want to see, if we can do it, we'll be more than happy to try to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Ryan, you you've been such a blessing to us and or me and Justin and and the team for doing this. So thank you. Man, I appreciate that. Very very kind words, sir. I appreciate that. Don't a lot. don't get the big head. Don't get the big head. No, I'm I'm. It's there. It's it's too late. <laughs> um, but no, I was gonna say to you, you can anybody y'all can check us out. Check us out on, um, Anchor which this is the anchor is the main platform. It's an app you could get to listen to any podcast anywhere. And, uh, this is our, this is our domain, I guess you would call it, or our host for our podcast. And then we're also on iTunes, um, TuneIn radio stitcher, and hopefully we'll be on a lot more. And actually the easiest way to find us is to just go to Google and type in Strut South TV or type in Strut South Podcast, and you're going to find us somewhere. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think we can uh, set that up as a wrap. Do you got anybody else coming that you know of? Um, not right now. Um, speaking of that, right now we don't have anybody lined up, so if anybody wants to be on a podcast – or if you want us to talk about something, give us a topic, send us a question, and we'll do our best to. I don't know if you might, you can ask us a question, uh, and we'll, we'll at least talk about it. You might not learn anything, but <laughs> yeah, we'll at least uh, we'll at least give it the college try. We'll debate it. That's right. 